Hey guys, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. I'm Coach Steve. And I'm Coach Nick. And we're going to be talking about everything fitness, health, and the challenge. Let's get on with the show. What's up, guys? Coach Steve here. and Welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Weekly Show. In today's episode, I'm joined with our co-host, Coach Nick. Nick, how are we doing today? I'm really well, thanks, Coach Steve. How are you? I'm better than last week. You probably hear it in my voice. It's still lingering, you know, it's still lingering. Um, I think my my larynx is still kind of recovering, um, but I'm, I'm feeling great getting back into some training and, and onwards and upwards, I would say. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, that's all you can do and all you, you're only one good session away from feeling better. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I think right now one good one good sleep is what I what I need. Uh, having having chi- young children can be a little bit challenging, but I reckon a good sleep and uh, a good session, and I'll be back to one hundred percent and feeling great. Do you know what? I got up at two a.m. today because Shane has gone to Queensland for his uh, work thing, a work um, conference, and I sort of have empathy for you again about getting up at that time because I had forgotten what it's like because I have not slept since then because I thought I may as well get up and go and do some stuff, have an ice bath, you know, whatever, and then train. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I feel like it's about 7 p.m. Mm, yeah, just a, just a casual ice bath at probably like, what, 3, 4 in the morning. Yeah, and everyone thinks it's crazy but it's not. Well, but I'm look, not doing it. You know, Nick, I'm just doing it because I'm a Viking. Because you're a Viking. Love it. Mm-hmm. I think with the Melbourne weather today or the East Coast weather this past couple of days, um, you might have just had that ice bath just walking around outside uh, at, at 3, 4 in the morning this morning, hey? True, true. But, it, you know, how, how do you know someone's had an ice bath? They'll tell you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love that one. Yeah, okay. Add it to the list of uh, vegan and CrossFit. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> vegan, CrossFit, ice bath. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And it's funny because they're usually the same type of avatar person, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I just, I don't know why I'm not vegan CrossFit. I know. I'm so yeah. the rest of it. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, Nick, look, let's get back to the show. It's an exciting week in the challenge. Like always, the February challenge has officially concluded. It's it's wrapped up. Uh, the last day of the challenge was just a couple of days ago and public voting opens tomorrow. So today is Tuesday, the 9th of May, tomorrow, 10th of May, Wednesday, and public voting opens tomorrow and you have a chance to vote for your favorite transformation from tomorrow up until Sunday, the 14th. So exciting times. Many individuals are uploading their final photos to the M Challenge app in preparation for tomorrow for public voting. So that's a really exciting time, Nick. Very exciting. I can't wait to see. Now we're getting lots of questions about when the final photos are due. Um, there is no real close date, so you could upload them tomorrow or Thursday or Friday or heck, even Sunday. Um, but you might miss out on public voting because public voting closes on Sunday. So if you upload it on Sunday, you know, you might miss out on people voting for you. So it's in your best interest to have uploaded your, your final photos um, to the M Challenge app by, you know, tomorrow when public voting opens. Uh, best to upload by today. So if you're listening to this podcast, upload it today. Um, and, you know, public voting, the way it works is you get five votes for male, five votes for female. You get to log into the M Challenge app um, and, and, and cast your votes. And uh, at, at the end of the week, we are able to see who has the highest public votes. Now, remember that the public voting is very different to our judging process. So our judging panel um, sits down, looks at all um, transformations, unbiased to how many votes they got. Uh, sometimes that turns into a little bit of a uh, popularity contest. So unbiased by how many votes they got. Um, and, you know, they, they, they choose their, their top 10 finalists, our judging panel. 
So that means that if you did not get the in the top 10 in the most amount of votes for the public voting, that does not mean that you didn't make the top 10 in the actual competition. Similarly, um, you know, if you got the most votes in public voting, that doesn't mean that you won the challenge either. So it's two very separate competitions. Okay. Mm. Now, Nick, as this challenge wraps up, it's a great time to reflect, a great time to reflect on the last 12 weeks of your fitness journey. Now, if you're a challenge veteran and you've done a few challenges in the past, you know, it's still important to reflect on the last 12 weeks. And if this is your first challenge you've completed, again, important to reflect on the last 12 weeks. And, you know, some things that you might want to ask yourself is, of course, did you meet your goal? So at the start of the challenge, maybe your goal was to lose X amount of kilos or to fit in a certain uh, attire or to be able to run a certain distance or lift a certain weight. You know, did you meet your goal is probably one of the first things to reflect on. Another question you could ask yourself is, you know, what was the progress towards that goal? So, you know, over the 12 weeks, did you have lots of progress in the first four weeks and then not a lot of progress in the last eight weeks? Or maybe you saw all your progress in the last two weeks of the 12 week journey, you know, really trying to think about what stage of the challenge did you see, you know, rapid progress? Reflecting on things like, you know, were you tracking your progress? How were you measuring your progress? Those types of things. Um, next, it's been important to consider, you know, what would you do differently next time? So if you were to redo the challenge completely, you know, what would you do differently? Uh, would you place more emphasis on, you know, meal prepping or maybe more emphasis on uh, technique or execution while you were training or maybe getting your steps in um, or maybe your sleep quality or your hydration, like what type of things would you do differently next time? Uh, and then finally, a fun question to ask is, you know, what advice would you give to your previous self? So if you were to go in like a time machine and, and go speak to yourself, uh, who's about to start the challenge, um, what advice would you give yourself? Uh, and that's an, that's an interesting one to reflect on. Um, and that advice, advice may change over time. So if you are into your maybe fifth challenge with us, you may tell yourself something differently now to what you might have told yourself after challenge number one, two, or, or, or three. Um, and you might actually tell yourself different things after each individual challenge a, a, as well. Um, but Nick, that's a little bit of a, my reflection questions. Um, what kind of, what other things might you consider reflecting on at the end of the challenge or maybe at the end of like a fitness kind of uh, cycle or, or block of training? Yeah, I think it's good to ask yourself and I, I wonder sometimes whether people even know that they're allowed to ask themselves, like, what did you enjoy the most in your journey? Because that is likely something that you will keep doing. So what habits did you form that you enjoy that, that are things that you couldn't do without in your day now? You might actually find that um, those sorts of things are things that you can keep doing without even thinking about now, such as maybe going for a walk. Maybe you found enjoyment in that. You found a way to um, really see that as a part of your day. So um, I would ask you to ask yourself, what do I enjoy? What do I want to hold on to? And also the other thing is, are there any other elements of physicality that I'd like to explore? Like is, you know, would I like to take up a karate class? Would I like to go hiking? What can I do in a practical way? to enjoy my new fit self other than just take a photo, which is like great, but, you know, photos are one thing, but how can you get out into the world and engage? I like that. I like that. Thinking yeah. <laughs> more, more than just, uh, you know, that, that, that approach to diet, the approach to training mm. and, and, you know, maybe uh, improving your body composition, like thinking beyond that I think is really cool. Mm. 
Now, Nick, we're getting lots of questions about the next challenge. You know, when will be the next? When will the next challenge start? Um, and you know, we're 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 here to say that um, you know, we're in big talks about um modifying the future of the challenge. Now, the challenge has been around for over a decade, Nick, uh, for a really long time. And the challenge has seen lots of versions of itself, starting from very simple beginnings, you know, just like an email, PDF, good luck type situation, to really personalized spreadsheets, and then into the app, that's the M challenge. Um, now, it's no secret that we've had some challenges with the um, platform that we are on in terms of technology. Uh, and, you know, we're looking at the next generation of the challenge um and you know the the next challenge might look very different to what it is quite uh right now okay um so we are looking at challenge a challenge starting in june at the start of june uh, might be under a different brand name um and might have a slightly different focus slightly different competition slightly different programs so um hope you're excited for the future of the challenge um there'll be definitely more information coming soon um but all i could say is that we um are, are likely going to push that app to the side and put it on the, on the shelf um, and bring back some um, programs from the past, maybe some some spreadsheets or some new upgraded spreadsheets that I've been working on um, and, you know, some other PDFs, eBooks, um, video course content, um, educational content, uh, some of the fun things like that. So keep your eyes peeled. The next challenge uh, is going to be really cool. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love the way that like both you and I, we, we love educational content. We think it's fun. Some people might go, I don't think that's fun. There's going to be something for everyone. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be, uh, yeah. We're, we're going to branch out more than just, uh, you know, body transformation, more than just, you know, how much weight can I lose? Um, you know, we're going to be thinking a little bit more holistic about this. So it's going to be a really cool concept. So I um, hope that you get excited about this too. Yeah. Nick, let's move on to our next segment here. We have the community highlights. Now, of course, lots of uh, community highlights this week as we conclude the February challenge. But um, I believe we found a few this week and some of them have been shortened. Nick, I know that you shortened a couple um, because uh, some, some individuals like to write a nice essay for us. So we have to kind of take the cliff notes for that. So Nick, take us away. Who would you like to highlight this week? All right, so we've got Diane, and Diane says, I just want to say thank you to coaches Steve and Nick for the M Challenge. As a beginner to weight training and also over 50 years old, this has been a life-changing experience. Just so thankful for the journey. I'm down eight kilos and have lost a total of 45 centimetres. So again, thank you. So that's simple and um, to the point, and it just shows you that it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, if you commit to something, you can achieve. Yeah, very cool. As for someone like Diane, uh, I, haven't, I haven't met Diane, but it sounds like, yeah, brand new to resistance training or weight training, and she's over 50 and has had a transformational effect on her. So um, congratulations, Diane. You're taking massive leaps in your overall health, uh, so keep it up, I'd say. Yeah, I'm jealous in a way because when you're a beginner, you get so many good gains. We yeah. can never get gains again. <laughs> Well, not at that rate. No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we've got Caitlin. Caitlin is next. And Caitlin says, I know you probably get sick of thank you posts, but 
really from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your podcast, your app, and the challenge. You have helped me control my autoimmune disease in a way I never thought possible. My pain has almost halved just due to a proper diet and exercise. I can't wait to try another challenge. I had some kidney complications for the last month of this one, but still tried to give it my best shot. I can't wait to try another challenge and get out the full 12 weeks. So well done, Caitlin. Despite any other obstacles in your way, you um, really made use of the resources and um, really it sounds like you're very proud of yourself, which is the main thing um, because you know that you've gone above and beyond for yourself. So well done. No, very cool, Caitlin. And amazing to see your uh, improved control over the you know chronic disease that you're you're experiencing um and we hope that you use fitness and health and diet and exercise to continue to manage that in the future so yeah big congratulations very good and the next one we've got lisa lisa says it may be the final day of the challenge but it's the first day to a better life with all the knowledge and skills i've learned along the way to carry it into my day-to-day life for some accountability and structure. Coach Nick and Coach Steve, the lessons I still continue to learn from you two throughout this challenge blow me away sometimes. Oh, that's so nice. I appreciate your help, your say-it-how-it-is attitude without the crap that can come with a weight loss journey and what is best to, the best way to approach it. Keep on keeping on. Well, that's good. I agree, Lisa. Um, I would never want to be seen as full of crap. I'm glad that we're not full of crap. <laughs> yeah no i'm 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 glad that i'm not full of crap too uh yeah no thanks lisa um, i um, yeah. i hope that you have uh, enjoyed the challenge and um you know i think speaking for both of us nick you know i'm i'm grateful that we've played a, a small part in your fitness journey because remember it's, it's 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 your journey your experience your your training you're doing the meal prep and um if we play a very small part in that you know that's something we could be really grateful and proud of so so thank you exactly exactly well done Nick, I've got a couple I'd like to highlight as well. So the first one goes to Alvaro and Alvaro writes, Hi coaches, I just want to say a massive thank you for your help in this challenge. It was my very first ever joining a gym and doing a fitness challenge and I've managed to achieve my goal of losing six kilos. Congratulations. I've also created lifestyle habits that I actually enjoy, such as going to the gym now. The podcast episodes were extremely helpful. Awesome awesome and i enjoyed listening to them and will continue to do so now that the challenge is wrapping up i'm excited to continue this fitness journey and we'll definitely join the next challenge you guys are amazing thank you for all your work alvaro thank you for listening to the podcast hope you're listening to this one here and yes we're excited to see what you could do in the future um in your future fitness journey and uh yeah let's let's think about setting some some new goals always that shifting goalpost mindset um and let's see what you can do how good is that? I wonder if there's anyone out there who can honestly say that they've listened to 110 episodes of our podcast. If you have, comment. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Um, I've listened to 110 episodes, Nick, and I think you have yeah, too. Because you're so. the editor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've had to. <laughs> I've had to, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I do enjoy listening to my voice. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. gosh. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Nick, next one here comes from Dane. Dane writes, after a great challenge with 11 kilos down and 15 centimeters lost lost off my gut circumference and lifting way heavier than I have, I still have work to do. Maintenance for now and then roll on the next challenge. So I love this one, Nick, because Dane, I just wanted to highlight him saying that, yeah, you know, you've got a bit, bit of work to do and, you know, celebrate your wins now and think about the next goal on the horizon. So good luck, buddy. Mm, well done. Great, great job, Dane. Awesome. 
Final one here goes out to Dominic, and Dominic sounds very similar to Caitlin, and Dominic writes, well, this was actually my fourth challenge. However, it's the first I actually completed. I honestly feel like doing this challenge has saved me from myself. My weight after the pandemic had reached almost 100 kilos. I was diagnosed with a serious lifelong autoimmune disease, probably induced by bad lifestyle. Shortly after that, doctors told me that I was also a pre-diabetic range with my blood tests. To make matters worse, my autoimmune meds seemed to stop working. Again, they probably couldn't compete with the bad lifestyle habits. Doctors told me that they were going to have to turn my immune system off, which I really didn't want. Well, I guess you really want your immune system on, right? Plus, on top of that, my mental health was in a very bad place. Fast forward to now, my bloods are all back to normal, my immune disease seems to be in remission, and my headspace is finally very positive again. Can't wait for the next challenge. Probably time to start building muscle. Whew. Dominic, ticking all the, kicking all the goals, and and really, uh, you know changing his life all aspects of it from the fitness health mindset you know just deep deeper health so that, that's amazing to see so big congratulations to dominic and you know we're excited to see what you can do in the future that's amazing absolutely amazing and you, you turned it around yourself so well done good on you Nick, let's move on to our final segment here. We have the question and answer segment. So first question comes from Tammy and Tammy writes, hi guys, I'm just after a bit of advice for the best option on what I should do. I'm looking at building a bit more and was currently consuming around about 1800 calories per day. No cardio, weight training, and 10,000 steps a day. My goal was to see the scales go up this time in which they have, but I wanted to know, would I now be better to go up to 2,000 calories to continue on with this, or should I stick to 1,800 calories? Nick, what advice do you have for Tammy? Hi, Tammy. Um, well done on, on what you've been doing, and um, if you've been seeing the scales go up, uh, then you are starting to build, which is fantastic. I, I, from this information where it says better and um, building a bit more, it's really hard for me to know exactly in a quantifiable manner what that means, like just to be a real pain in the bum. But um, better in what sense? Like better for your energy maybe, um, better for your uh, ability to lift your weights maybe. You know, that's the thing. But I don't have really all the information because also with your 1800 calories um you were putting on some weight so i mean technically that could be just slightly above your maintenance but then i mean you could go to 2000 and it could still sit there um in a way i say why not um there's no reason why not if you're happy to go for it. Uh, I don't know how you've chosen that particular number. Is it because it's a round number? Um, I mean, that's going to be an extra 200 calories a day, uh, which is like an extra 1,400 calories a week. I mean, you should see some some nice gains there. So uh, uh, with you, Tammy, though, so that's my um, technical coachy response, but with you, I think that you really do need to commit to that process now. I think it's about um, just spending some time doing that. I think that sounds like a great uh, idea to raise your calories. I would probably use a calculator just rather than um, choosing that number because I'm not sure where the number came from, but you're just talking about raising that number. Why don't you try it and see how you go? That's the best I can tell you because without knowing the ins and outs of exactly how much you've gained, exactly what your goals are, exactly what's going on. And um, 
whether you're going to have access to some more equipment that's going to let you progress even further. There's some questions to ask yourself because you're you're at that level now where um, to progress you will need to change something. So you are right. So perhaps that is a good idea, but then listen to me about all those variables as well. So just ask yourself a few questions. Where am I training? Um, what's the rest of my lifestyle like? Uh, I think even with you, there was some gut health things. So how's that all going? Um, how are you going to manage that extra food? What Where is it going to come from? All of those things. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, Nick. There's there's a few variables and some some missing context in the right. question. Um, I just want to point out the, the first part where she goes, uh, no cardio and 10,000 steps a day. So 10,000 steps a day is... Uh, you know, cardiovascular train in a way. Um, so, you know, cardio, I guess we have this mindset of like, oh, I'm going to be on a treadmill, I'm on a bike, you know, I'm doing some like, you know, uh, heart rate based training where I'm training at 60, 70, 80% of my um, heart rate, that type of that type of thing. Remember that, you know, getting your steps in 10,000 steps or more, it can be considered as cardiovascular training. Um, so, saying no cardio might not be <clears throat> completely true. Uh, yeah, Nick, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, those numbers, 1800, 2000, again, need some context. Um, I actually responded to Tammy on the forum here where I gave her some advice about how, um, you know, the number that you consume doesn't matter too much. It's about the effect it has on your body, okay? So if you are consuming 1800 calories and you're steadily gaining weight from that, so uh, what we recommend is a weight gain rate of 0.5 to 1% per month, as opposed to a weight loss rate of 0.5 to 1% per week. Okay, so we recommend a faster weight loss rate than we do a weight gain rate. And the reason why is, you know, you could have a rapid weight gain rate, but that weight that you gain tends to be body fat, not muscle mass, which we're really um, interested in. So we have a slower weight gain rate is what we recommend. So if you are consuming 1800 calories and you're gaining weight at that slower rate, uh, you know, great, keep, keep going at 1800 calories. Yeah, awesome. Um, but if you're not gaining weight uh, at that 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 rate, um, yeah, that's when you, we might choose to increase the calories to, you know, 2000 calories. And, and again, like you said, Nick, that 200 calories a day equates to maybe 1400 calories in a week, um, which in terms of, let's say, uh, a kilo of, of body fat is around, you know, what, 8000 uh, 9,000 calories. Um, so that, you know, might be a hundred grams of body fat a week that you might gain if you just did absolutely no type of strength training or anything like that. So, you know, that that's not the end of the world type situation. Um, but you know, if you are strength training, great, that extra hundred, uh, extra 1400 calories in a week probably will correlate to some, some, some good muscle growth. And by good muscle growth, that might be maybe 50 grams of muscle, which, which, which is a win in a week, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. And look, the thing is, there's for everybody who's wondering, if you're wondering, it might be time for you to give that a go because there's only so much time you can spend in that dieting phase before you've got to change it and go the other way. So um, if anyone's listening and wondering, give it a go. Give it a go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick, next question here comes from Puno. And Puno asks, hi, coaches. Could you please explain more about hunger scale in terms of reverse diet after the challenge? Cheers. Okay, um, so hunger scale is generally um, related to uh, mindful eating. Okay, so the idea is that we're trying to um, quantify how hungry we actually are. So you know, if I use the word like I'm hungry, um, 
that has a different meaning to like I'm starving versus I'm peckish versus um you know I'm you know could 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 eat a zebra versus um you know I'm just a little bit nibbly like they all have different meanings when we use different words other than you know I'm hungry if there's a way that we can quantify that to numbers so you know I'm a I'm a five out of ten hungry I'm a ten out of ten hungry I'm a two out of ten hungry like they all have different meanings again um so you know let's say right now if i was to think about it you know we're recording this in the in the um late morning so it's just before lunchtime and i'm just kind of thinking oh geez i uh i could really go for some food right now so i'm maybe getting to a six or a seven out of ten hungry yeah um so generally it's related to mindful eating because when you're going to eat it's worth considering okay how hungry am i on a scale of one to ten all right you know am i actually a nine out of ten or am i a three out of ten if I'm a three out of 10 hungry, like why am I choosing to eat right now? This type of kind of idea with a hunger scale. Now, when it comes to reverse dieting, um, you know, we spoke a little bit about reverse dieting last week, but we could use reverse diet, uh, a hunger scale for reverse dieting, especially when we start to increase our caloric intake. If we have been dieting for a while and we've been having low volumes of food and we are then reversing that that pattern to have higher volumes of food, we simply might not be hungry. So uh, what we might might be worth doing is having that hunger scale before we eat and going, well, you know, am I really hungry right now? Um, you know, should I be eating? Or the other way, because you have started the reverse dieting process and you've, uh, you know, given yourself permission to eat more food, that permission might uh, extend beyond what you are actually giving yourself. So if I'm saying I'm going from 400 calories for lunch to 600 calories for lunch, that could be an extra, you know, 50% on my meal. Um, that might be like, oh, geez, time to guzzle that thing down and I don't really stop. And then I want to reach for the, the the second serving and then maybe a chocolate bar and then, you know, some more food. So it might be worth reflecting on the hunger scale going, well, okay, I'm giving myself permission to have more calories right now, but I'm also reflecting that I'm only like a five out of 10 hungry, not a 10 out of 10 starving. Um, and I'm only going to consume what I'm putting on my plan rather than what I'm feeling at the time. So it's just a way to quantify um, our experience with hunger and experience with food uh, so that we don't kind of get emotionally involved with food, potentially overeating and then ruining our adherence to a plan. Mm. Nick, yes. next question here comes from Rochelle. And Rochelle asks, what do you seasoned challenges do with your training in between challenges? Do you back off for a while or just continue on? So Nick, what advice would you have for Rochelle? I think it, it differs for everybody depending on your experience, depending on where you are at, um, depending on your goals. But in general, uh, people will tend to maybe take a couple of weeks where they back off a little bit. So they might do a deload or they might um, – they might completely even have a, a complete break from from training and um, just chill out. But the thing is, you don't want to get stuck there. So um, some people will, I know, repeat their program again. Um, that was easier with the spreadsheets, I suppose, than the app. Uh, I think there's two weeks access remaining for the app. So the other thing that you can do is madly um, screenshot a couple of the programs that you quite like and maybe give them a go as well. So um, there's a few different options there, but the, the main thing is to not stop altogether because it's a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I think within my own training, there are periods 
where, you know, I might not be training as intensely as others. And you might do the same thing, like, you know, in terms of like a block of training, let it be like four weeks, like a mesocycle, or maybe a block as in 12 weeks. Um, you know, you might be training uh, hard for, for a reason. Like Nick, if you've got a competition coming up, you're, you're training at a higher level. Um, if I've got a maybe a powerlifting meet coming up, I'm training at a higher level. But then there might be a period where I also train not as a as, at a super intense level, like maybe at like a, a, a moderate level. So instead of like a nine out of 10 effort, I might be training at like a six or a seven out of 10 effort. And that could be like, you know, preemptive or it could be reactive. And that means that preemptive might mean, all right, after every 12 weeks of training, I take, you know, four weeks, like a mesocycle where I just kind of chill out a little bit, let my body kind of recover and maybe try some new things. Yeah. Um, or it could be uh, reactive, like after, I don't know, 14 weeks of training, I might wake up one day and be like, gosh, I feel like absolute shit. And then I just kind of pull the cut, cut the cord and be like, all right, I, I need a bit of a deload. So I'm going to take like one, two, three weeks where I'm just training at like a cruisy pace. So um, yeah, I think for most instances, you know, just continuing on is, is, is a good approach and maybe taking that reactive approach of, yeah, I need a little bit of a break here. Whereas others, you know, you might choose, yeah, yeah, I'm actually going to just, just kind of go with the flow for the next month um, and then kick, kick it on after, after that. So it's really case by case, independent kind of decision there. Yeah, definitely. But um, I mean, the community doesn't stop. People still will post and, and chat. So you can feel free to reach out at any time within that community and people are certainly still going to encourage you. So don't stop um, chatting and engaging at all. Um, it's a good time to just keep engaging with everyone until the next awesome thing comes along. Yep. Nick, final question here comes from John, and it sounds like John's got a similar question to Rochelle, but a little bit different, and he writes, hi, coaches, I'm down eight kilos on this challenge, congratulations, John, and I still have another five to go. Hmm. Without diving into, you know, do you really have five to go? We're not talking about that, but his question is, should I just continue with my current calories, or should I... Or should I start from the beginning again? Okay, so should I just continue with my current calories or start from the beginning again? So I think John's implying like starting from the start of the challenge again um, or continue with the current calories. Uh, so I think um, a similar answer where if we've been dieting for a period of time, there is a point in time where we kind of need to have a bit of a break. And the definition of a diet within the challenge is that we are losing weight at a rate of like 0.5 to 1% per week. So we're successfully losing weight. So if you are successfully losing weight at that rate week on week for 12 weeks, you know, we've potentially lost, you know, six to 12% of our body weight over that 12 week period. After losing that weight over that 12 week period, over three month period, um, you know, we might be experiencing some levels of fatigue and we call it diet fatigue. So it might be, you know, a little bit hungry, maybe a little bit moody. Um, you know, we might be looking at food a little bit differently, you know, really trying to really wanting and craving certain foods, um, maybe uh, experiencing, you know, low energy, and that might be negatively affecting our training and our environment and our, our social life. So there might be a point where we need a little bit of a break um, and then we can reinstigate. Now, the way the challenge is set up is that at the start of the challenge, challenge, uh, a little bit more lenient, a little bit higher caloric prescription. And towards the end of the challenge, um, a little bit more intense, uh, more significant um, uh, calorie deficit, yeah, uh, if we are losing weight. 
So, John, you might benefit, of course, from simply keeping on going. Because if you're losing weight, great, keep on going. You know, you keep going towards your goal, losing another five kilos. However, we risk things like significant muscle loss, um, fatigue, uh, decrease in performance, decrease in mental health, um, and ultimately a higher risk of like a binge eating episode and, you know, maybe just negative um, relationship with diet and exercise. What might be more appropriate is if we um, shift our focus onto maybe a little bit of like this maintenance phase where you've lost eight kilos, celebrate that, you know, maybe take like four, four weeks or a month where you're still following like kind of quote healthy principles. You know, you're eating lots of fruits and vegetables, having lean sources of protein, uh, maybe uh, avoiding things like um, alcohol and sugary sweets uh, and highly hyper processed foods, um, but, you know, not being on a super calorie deficit yeah uh then after let's say four weeks you've had time to just kind of like refresh your mindset refresh your your body uh then you could jump back on to a, a diet protocol where we are going back into that that energy deficit because remember when we're in that energy deficit you know, a little bit more stress being applied to the body so if we have that bit of a maintenance phase rest recover then get back into that diet so what that might look like in practical sense is to kind of go back from the beginning yeah go back to the beginning where you're closer to maintenance a little bit more relaxed and then transition into that, that second phase, third phase, uh, and then, and then do it, do it all over again. Okay. So the answer here, John, in a nutshell is that, yeah, you can keep on going, but there's uh, slightly higher risks involved. Um, it might be better just to kind of start from the beginning, uh, and, you know, going through that, that, that cycle once again. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You can't just keep going forever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nick, let's wrap it up there for episode number 110, 110 of the Challenge Weekly Show. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know, and we will catch you next week for episode number 111, episode Ooh. number 111. Oh, how exciting. That's auspicious. Oh, suspicious. See you then, Nick. See ya. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like the show, share it with a friend. Or leave us a review on iTunes to spread the good word. See you next time.